We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Hey, Dynasty Tradecast listeners. I wanted to let you guys in on a little secret before we get into the show. Uh, and that's that we have a Scott Fishbowl 2018 spot to give away. Uh, now, I bet you're already wondering, how the heck do I go about getting this spot? So, uh, listen close to these instructions, and if you follow them, uh, you'll have your opportunity to get a seat in the prestigious Scott Fishbowl. Uh, as you might remember, Dan Sanio, uh, our co-host, has won this thing uh, as recently as last year. Uh, all right, so here's how, here's how you're going to do it. So, uh, as many of you know, Scott Fish runs uh, fantasycares.net. Um, and uh, it raises a lot of money uh, for Toys for Tots, for kids, um, and for good causes. And and, and uh, we like that here at the Dynasty Trade Cast. So um, here's what you got to do. Um, if you go and donate money, uh, you can go to fantasycares.net. Uh, you'll see the donate button there. If you donate money um, and take a screenshot of that and then uh, tweet at myself, Nathan, Dan, and Scott Fish uh, with a screenshot of that, um, we'll go ahead and enter you in the drawing uh, for that spot. So one thing um, worth mentioning, there's no amount of money that you need to donate, um, but we do implore you to donate anything you can. Uh, it's a really good cause. Um, it's a really good feeling when you see all of those toys piled up for those kids. Uh, so it, And it's something cool to give back to the community. So I promise after you do it, you'll feel good. So with that said, let's go ahead and get into the show.
Hey everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast brought to you this week by MyFFPC.com. As always, I'm your host, Eric Burtzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades. Uh, joined by my co-host Nathan right now, and we've got Dan who is going to drop in here at some point, or so he promises, Nathan. So I've heard you say that um, intro a million times, and I'm just now noticing your name isn't Eric Burtzlaff. It's Eric Burtzloff? Yeah, Burtzloff. That's right. I, I, You've whenever, been saying my name wrong for all of this time, and I just let you railroad yourself. But, like, a real friend would be like, hey, bro, like, you've been saying my name wrong. Because, like, I, whenever, like, people are like, oh, who's, like, the second best co-host on the Tradecast? I'll go, it's Eric Burtzloff. <laughs> hey, okay, well, here's here's the real God-honest God truth is I've become so ear-numb to, like, hearing that mess up of my last name. Like, like half of people screw it up, so I just let them keep going. But if it's Loff, it should be L-O-F-F, in my opinion. Tell the Germans. Nathan, I don't know what to tell you. I, my parents told me this is how we say our last name. I didn't question it at age six, and here we are. Uh, so <laughs> that's a that's a fun sidetrack there. Um, okay, well, um, let's go ahead and uh, and do the quick rundown on the show, um, and then we can get into it. So today we're going to be talking about uh, QB competitions, and that's kind of rookie QBs pushing older QBs for their job and the implications of that transition on pieces around them uh, and just the the implications of the transition in general. Um, And then we are going to play a game of six questions. If you're familiar with 20 questions, uh, we are going to do six questions each um, on a particular player. And uh, we're going to be able to answer those questions because we uh, were cheating and have open links about each of our secret players from each other. And we're going to try to guess who's who um, and see if we can get them. So it'll just be a goofy way to wrap up the show. All right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and dive into the show here, Nathan. I do want to let everybody know that they can get a listener's only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Remember, your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, and it also support this very podcast. And you can co- you can contact us via email. That's rotovizradio uh, at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, you could type us a tweet outside of our inbox and uh, just reach out at Rotoviz Radio. See what I did there, Nathan? Switched it up. There's no DMs there. Uh, So Rotoviz Radio and its fantastic collection of podcasts are now available on both Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. You can find us along with the rest of the Rotoviz shows under Rotoviz Radio. Uh, And you can also find our individual feed for the show. Maybe that's how you're listening now. Maybe you're listening to the overall channel. Uh, But if you want to find our individual feed or you haven't found it yet, just search Dynasty Tradecast, a Rotoviz fantasy football podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app. Click subscribe and, of course, leave us a rating and review. Okay, Nathan, let's go ahead and talk about some QB competitions. You know what? I'll let you host this segment since there's only two of us. Yeah, I can host a segment, uh, and I pretty much do like all of our segments because I feel like you always just throw to me and I end up hosting. So, Well, we'll you know, it. it's mostly because I want to give a take first. It's selfish, Nathan, is what it is, because you can't give your take first when you're introducing it. There we go. All right. Well, this is a team that we've certainly – I feel like at least once an episode we give some sort of take on a Browns player – and there goes my text Silence your off. phone, Nathan. <laughs> there goes my text messages going off. And so it is on silent now, and we're going to talk about the Browns again. And this time it will be the quarterback position. Uh, they have – honestly, they have one of the better one-two punches at the quarterback position in the NFL right now. They have Tyrod Taylor, 
who they acquired for a third-round pick from the Bills, and Baker Mayfield, who they selected number one overall. Uh, this is clearly, I mean, as is the case with pretty much all these because they're rookie versus veteran. This is uh, present versus future or maybe even past versus uh, future. Uh, Tyrod like Taylor. A, this is like a Christmas story is what you're saying. Uh, sure, from from the Jewish version. But uh, <laughs> What is the Jewish version of the Christmas story? Like you have the rabbi actually, of Christmas past or something of, of yeah. Hanukkah past? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? But <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, uh, I think – Pretty much everyone assumes that he starts week one. Do you see a way where he doesn't start 16 games this year? Where Tyrod doesn't start 16 games? Yes. Yeah, I certainly do see a scenario where that doesn't happen. Um, I, I think Ty, I think Tyrod's probably not long for that job, so he's probably, I don't know, let's just call it, he gets six weeks of starting, or maybe whenever the whenever Cleveland's buy is, that might be a good place for them to jump off. Um, I, I don't think Cleveland's going to play around. I think that Tyrod that Mayfield's going to sit under him for a little bit, but maybe even that doesn't happen if May, Mayfield starts to shine. So, um, I love I'm, I, I love 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 Tyrod, but Baker they've clearly told the, they've told everyone their fan base us uh, that they are planning to start. Baker Mayfield this season by drafting him first overall. I don't see. I really don't see a scenario where Tyrod starts all sixteen. See, I, I think that there's a slight chance of it simply because he's the best quarterback of the group of veterans that will be facing these rookie quarterbacks, and sure. they haven't they have enough weapons in Cleveland. And I know we kind of talked about them having a win increase last year, where we thought they might get to six wins, and they end up getting zero, but. I believe I bet on the over under of eight. Womp womp. I mean, you didn't actually bet. You didn't bet real money on that. So no, I think I bet beer, and I I I lost. Womp womp. But I'm not going to remind who I bet. Womp womp. There you go. All right, womp womping. But (laughs) anyways, my point is, I think the Browns could be good, and I think that if they're winning games uh, with Tyrod, I don't see them, you know, benching him for no reason just to get Mayfield in the game. Uh, So. I like Tyrod in the short term, and I, I've talked about on the pod before. I don't think that this is his last job, yep. uh, regardless. Uh, Eric, what, what are your thoughts on the weapons? Uh, is there a preference for the youth versus the veteran um, as far as each individual weapon, I guess? I mean, well, let's just run through the weapons real quick. Uh, so we've got Jarvis. Let's just go wide receivers. So we've got Jarvis Landry, Corey Coleman, and Josh Gordon um, with the rookie uh, Antonio Callaway kind of sitting in the background there. And then the ever-elusive just Jeff Janis riding the pine for the season or or not making the team. But um, from a wide receiver standpoint, with Tyrod in the game, and actually with Baker in the game too, since they both play kind of a uh, – I'll just do – the thing I hate the most and call it street football um, or backyard football, where they both kind of can make plays with their feet where Jarvis Landry is the kind of guy who's open in those situations. Um, So he's the kind of guy that like is a check down guy or release valve. So I really like Landry with both quarterbacks. I I like him a little bit better with Tyrod Uh, Coleman. I think we've talked about on the show, so I won't go too far into it, but I really do worry um, about his value in general. I really liked him as a rookie uh, and he has not gotten his chance with the injury and uh, Josh Gordon, uh, if he manages to stay drug free, is is very intriguing, um, and I think Twitter is continuing to show the love for the very intriguing Josh Gordon. Uh, but the one sneaky play that I like, which I think the word's getting out, is Callaway. Um, if he can stay clean, is a guy that I really like on that team as well. Yeah, and I think that the key to Callaway getting playing time is a is a Mayfield offense. I don't see him getting involved with Tyrod. I think Tyrod will stick with the Landrys and the Gordons. And yeah, I think I mean, that when, 
Sorry, you you worry like I mean I, I'm just thinking about the how how kind of miserable Sammy Watkins was under Tyrod Taylor, how inconsistent he was. I kind of see that in the same vein. Yeah, and, but basically what I'm kind of seeing is that I think that once the younger guy in Mayfield enters the situation, the younger guys will become more of a focal point. Obviously, Landry's going to get his targets no matter who's who's at quarterback. Yep. But I I think that we'll see more of Njoku. We'll see more of Duke Johnson and and Callaway when Mayfield are in the, is in the game and we'll see Tyrod rely heavily on Landry and Gordon. Yeah, I think that that's totally fair. And I mean, veterans like veteran players who can run solid routes and, uh, and you know, can be their blanket. So no, I completely agree. Um, I'm not sure that either guy impacts the the running back world and the running back. Uh, I, I have no idea if, if Hyde is the guy this year or if Chubb is, but I'm not sure that we need to even really hit on that since that's a bit off topic. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that either quarterback, they're going to, you know, they're going to try and run the ball when they're not down. So, but I, I think if, if there's one guy I want and from a fantasy perspective this year, it's Duke out of that backfield because he's getting the passing game options. But um, there will be definitely inconsistencies there. Uh, let's move on to our next one. It'll be the Arizona Cardinals uh, quarterback duo. And it'll be Sam Bradford, who they brought in in free agency, and Josh Rosen. Uh, I think that th- this is a unique scenario because they traded up for Josh Rosen. They're obviously excited about what he brings to the table. Yep. And Sam Bradford, he's, he certainly has shown, I mean, flash might be a bit of a strong word, but he's had some good moments in the NFL. And there, there are people that think that, you know, his injuries have just always kept him from being a franchise quarterback. And obviously since they invested highly in a quarterback, they, they don't see Bradford as their franchise quarterback. But uh, it kind of just depends. I think this is one of those scenarios where it purely uh, will, will matter what their win loss is. As soon as things start to head south, if they do for the Cardinals, I think Rosen gets in pretty quickly. Yeah, and I think they do. I don't think this team is very good, um, or at least it's not very good on paper. So uh, Bradford, if he even does stay healthy, uh, yeah, I don't see him fighting off Rosen that much. That's another situation where the Sam Bradford uh, – percentage of making it through 16 games is like what what do you want to put it at like eight percent nathan i mean yeah i think he's made like one in his career and he's been the career for like eight years so yeah no, he's got like he's got like a he's got like a two outer on the flop is basically what he is so there's like no chance that he's getting there um that's a poker reference by the way nathan in case you missed that i know you did uh so let's let's go ahead and pivot into the weapons and i'll ask you kind of what your thoughts are here uh so just to run through the wide receiving weapons that are that that are in Arizona. Um, you have the goat Larry Fitzgerald, uh, rookie Christian Kirk, JJ Nelson, quick 150 pound burrow. Um, and, uh, and then uh, newly acquired Bryce Butler um, and Chad Williams, both of whom, I don't know. Well, I guess, I guess I'll throw to you, Nathan, to give your takes on those guys. Yeah. For me, nothing matters past Fitzgerald and Kirk. I, I think Kirk that will get, I mean, I, I think Fitzgerald will get plenty of targets from either quarterback and a lot of people see Rosen and Kirk as the future of the Arizona Cardinals. And I think that Kirk, he's not quite to the ability of being a consistent fantasy producer in year one. I think that just because David Johnson is going to take up enough targets, if it's Cheryl taking up enough targets, that it'll yeah. be inconsistent you know, production for, from Kirk in year one. But certainly there could be a bright, very bright feature with both of those guys together. Assuming that Cheryl walks or leaves at, at the end of this year, uh, that means that Kirk is the wide receiver one. So Kirk one. is going in that in – that, go ahead. I was saying, assuming that they're they're they want to stay in pat there, yeah, which, yeah, I, yeah. Th- which I think seems far fetched. Just the wide, Kirk, just the only wide receiver on that team, really. Well, I, I don't think that I don't think that would be the case. I think it'd be more so that they would bring in a similarly valued or lower valued 
wide receiver there. They spent a second round pick on Kirk. Yeah. I don't really see them spending a first rounder if uh, Fitzgerald walks. They could certainly, but Kirk's no, either, I agree with you. Kirk will either be the wide receiver uh, one or wide receiver one A one B. So uh, you know he's he's one of those players that I think might actually be undervalued right now from players. And this is kind of a weird way to say it, but the guys that don't own Kirk probably aren't as high on him as they should be. So certainly you can't sell him right now. Um, and it obviously depends on who ended up getting him in the draft, whether they like him or not. But anyways, uh, but this is like, this is like the, the Juju Smith Schuster thing last year where like there were guys who were just totally out on him, but the second he blows up and, and flashes that everybody in the dynasty community is like looking back, wanting their Juju Smith Schuster. So, um, I mean, I, I think that's that's a, comp, a comparison there. Yeah, certainly. And so, I mean, no impact for David Johnson. Obviously, he's going to be a top five running back, regardless of the quarterback at the, at the helm. Yeah, I completely agree. The one player that interests me, if you're going deep stash here, I think Bryce Butler has flashed enough to not be on your waiver wire. And there's a lot of leagues where he is on waiver wires right now. So he's a guy that interests me. As a as kind of a piece that they don't really have in like a big, uh, big go up and and contend it and, and catch contended balls. Um, where Fitz is obviously able to do that, but he, he's a he's a bit of a different animal altogether. So I, I think Butler is a guy who could, um, if he builds the right relationship, could could flash, and he's basically free right now. I feel like I was picking up Bryce Butler in like 2012 at Dynasty League. So <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, but that's that's what it is. Is like everybody's kicked him to the side. I picked him up today in a league. There you go. All right, let's move on to our next set of quarterbacks. This is more of a trio, actually. It'll be Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, and Josh McCown. Uh, this is kind of how I see the situation playing out. Right now, McCown is obviously the safe option, the guy that you would assume will start week one. But Teddy has flashed in minicamp, and obviously some of that ends up being fluff pieces. But I think the Jets see themselves as a team that isn't going to be winning this year, despite the fact that they traded two second-round picks, or you know their, their second-round pick for next year. But Still, I think they're a team that kind of is looking towards the future, and maybe the best move for them is to give Teddy Bridgewater that early opportunity. And if he flashes, flip him to any team that might have a quarterback injury or who is just in need, in need of a QB2, and then they can br- uh, bring in Darnold at the helm in the middle of the season. And obviously the, the Teddy experiment could easily you know, flop, but I think yeah. it's something that they, they have to at least try to maybe you know, dangle that out there, see if he can play well, and then it becomes trade bait for a team that already has what they perceive as their franchise quarterback, and it should be because he's the third overall pick. I mean, the the puff pieces are real coming out of New York right now. I it, I feel like it's every time I look at Roto World, it's like every, some guy who's you know, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is amazing right now. Um, but I, I do think that that's just them hoping to trade him. So yeah, I think you're exactly right. Is like they, I'm not sure that they actually start him in a game though, but I do. Th- Unless he just looks, unless he just looks great in camp, I, I think that at least week one they can't just roll out a guy for their fan base that they really don't think is their best option. Because McCown's shown that he can at least carry a, carry this football team to a mild amount, a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick level of success is what I'd say is what he's proven that he can do. Uh, so I, I think I'm on board with you, but I'm not sure we see Teddy starting. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe an injury to McCown. You have Teddy come in, flash, and then they try to get rid of him. So, uh, but I mean, obviously, Darnold's the long play here. I'd, I'd say by next year, if Darnold's not starting, then they're going to be looking for another option. Yes, no, Darnold will be starting uh, at, at least by midseason. 
And the kind of the key is Robbie Anderson staying out of trouble, Quincy Anuma getting healthy. And even when all their options are healthy and not suspended, yep. they're still not a great group. So no. they're kind of reliant on some more weapons coming in in, you know, uh, the 20, 2019 offseason, whether it be through the draft or free agency. So it, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough process from fantasy and NFL in general for any of these quarterbacks. But uh, there is certainly hope for the future for Darnold. Yeah, I won't have you slander Jermaine Curse's good name like that. That is that's unbelievable that you've done that. But yeah, there is a, th- th- seriously there is nothing here. Um, are there there's some guys on this roster that people used to love in Dynasty that are that are free? Um, is there anybody like Chad Hansen? I've heard a little bit of buzz about uh, Devin Smith was what a second round pick. Uh, Stewart was I, I want to say an early pick as well. I mean, do any of these guys that are like second third year in the league interest you at all for like a waiver wire claim? Yeah. I mean, Hanson and Stewart are fine as like the 23rd, 24th guy on my roster. I, as someone who had Devin Smith on every dice team a couple of years ago, uh, he's no longer on any of those teams. So I, <laughs> I, I have no hope for Smith until he shows absolutely anything on a dice. I mean, on a, on a football field. And I'm not sure it'll ever happen because he just has had these catastrophic injuries. So, but yeah, you're still uh, buying Laquan Treadwell. All right, perfect. I just want no, to make I, I am not buying Laquan Treadwell. Why didn't you buy him for free in a league? I feel like yes, I saw a yes. trade. Well, no, it, it was drunk or not last week with 25 right. big bucks. Yeah. All right. Well, literally, you did a trade last week where you bought Laquan Treadwell, and now you're going to deny, 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 Nathan. Denying is unacceptable. Yeah, this this team's going to suck this year. <laughs> so um, I don't I don't think I like any of it for dynasty purposes. But Darnold's an interesting piece, and Darnold's a piece that is more expensive now. But if they really do suck this year, and if he struggles in his first year, it could be a Jared Goff effect where. He his value tanks a bit, and then if he gets into a better system with better pieces, that there's a buying window there in the off season to buy him uh, for a deflated price. Yeah, that, that's certainly well within the range of outcomes of him having that kind of career trajectory. But I think because it's happening so close together, and I, I maybe I'm overestimating the ability of, of Dynasty Twitter and just the Dynasty community in general. But I feel like we aren't going to give up on the young top five draft pick quarterback that easily like we did with golf. What are you talking? No, we definitely will. This, we will be having this conversation. We most certainly, I will remind you, Nathan, that we have the world's shortest memory for playing the world's longest game. Put that on on a (laughs) t-shirt. Maybe I will. Maybe that'll be the new dynasty trades t-shirt. Have a short memory. Uh, No, no, no. I I like that phrase. The, the, the world's shortest memory for the world's longest game of the year. <laughs> All that's right. Very true. Well, let's, let's move on to our next one, another AFC East team. And this might be the ugliest of all the pairings uh, or trios of this list. And it is Josh Allen and now I'm, oh, AJ McCarron. I was blanking on McCarron's first name for a second. Um, he's, he's just got initials. I mean, AJ, I'm pretty sure is not the real name. So what is his first name? That's the question. Uh, Allen John. I don't know, Ooh, but it's not going to be that up but, right you now. Can, all right, you can look that up, and I'm going to talk about this. I, I think that this is another team. I, I know that this is another team that has uh, a limited list of weapons, uh, nothing that you're really too excited to have, whether it's a young quarterback or a rookie quarterback. Um, I, I think that Allen takes this job over pretty quickly because they gave up you know, uh, two second-round picks to move up from uh, whatever. I think it was like 12 to, to 7. Um, so 
they, they gave up some assets to move, move up. They are a team. I mean, NFL teams and fan bases are getting less patient, less patient as time goes on. So I think Allen gets thrown in pretty quickly to kind of sink or swim. And I think that he certainly has the ability. He, I mean, his dynasty value is very minimal right now. Yeah. But I think he could be a great buy low prospect uh, this time next year. Yeah, I mean, the people are people. The hate train is real. I mean, I, I don't know that I've seen Allen go in the first round of a super flex draft. He's pretty much locked in in the second round right now. So um, that's pretty cheap for a guy that was picked. What was he top seven in the in yeah. the draft? So that's that's pretty cheap, all things considered. But I do think AJ McCarron's capable of floating a team here. But this team is even worse than the Jets roster. I mean, their pieces are – I'm not even going to go through the rest of the list. Their pieces are Zay Jones and Kelvin Benjamin. And, I mean, I don't want either of those guys on my dynasty team. I guess Clay, Charles Clay counts too, which he's, he's a great sleeper and maybe the only piece that I'm interested in owning on this entire offense. But – and that's because he's free and he like tight ends. Right, right, exactly. But I mean, and he's habitually undervalued. He's one of those guys that finishes as a top 10 tight end for year after year that nobody ever seeks out in a trade. Nobody ever talks about, but he is, he's, he's a guy that you can plug and play and feel pretty comfortable with. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything to add there as far as the success of McCarron versus Allen with this particular team? No, I, I think that it, it's, it'll be the Allen show pretty quickly. It's basically my take. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, but and and I don't think I don't think they're they're a smart enough coaching staff to to you know keep Allen at bay and save him from this uh, this monstrosity that is coming for him uh, this particular season. So okay, let's go ahead and uh, take a sec. Um, and speaking of monstro- monstrosities, we'll tell you how to not have a monstrosity of an off season with our, wow, that's not a very good transition, but let's talk about our, uh, <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about our sponsor today. And that is my the fantasy football players championship, the home of season long high stakes fantasy football. Uh, the fantasy draft season is heating up as we're talking about it. And the FFPC uh, has a format to suit interest and budget, whether you like best ball or super flex or classic managed leagues, there are daily drafts uh, with entry fees starting at just $35. Jump into a slow or live draft today. Um, and if you like Dynasty, and as I always say, you most certainly do if you're listening here, the FFPC has almost 200 active Dynasty leagues with entry fees starting at $77 and going up to $2,500. And here's something incredible. Not a single Dynasty league is folded in eight years. New Dynasty leagues are forming right now uh, with startup drafts launching on a very regular basis. So don't miss the FFPC experience. Go to myffpc.com and register now. That's myffpc.com, the home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football. All right, well, let's go ahead and duck into the quarterback weeds for a couple more discussion pieces here, Nathan. So who are who's our next topic? Our next topic is Eli Manning, Kyle Loletta, and Davis Webb. Uh, this, this is a scenario where I think that the Giants regime is going to be very, very hesitant to move on from Eli because when they did it last year, they put in Geno that pretty much had a huge uproar with the fans, even though Eli was playing terribly and he has pretty much for the last three, four or five years, but they see the two rings and they see what he did against the Patriots. Like, Oh, how could you bench Eli? And I mean, I, I, I do understand their point a little bit to, to uh, to defend Dynasty Frank here, I mean, this is 
that move was that move was boneheaded and short sighted. They, if if they actually had a feasible quarterback in place and had like prepared for that move, which was not no secret that Eli's Eli Manning's skills were deteriorating, then it would have been a smart move. But throwing Geno Smith in, that's just like boneheaded. Yeah, I mean, and it would have made more sense to you give Davis Webb some reps, see what you had at, at there with the sure. mid-round quarterback. He's probably a hot dumpster fire is what it is. He's probably uh, he's probably Christian Hackenberg, and he can't even get in the game. I mean, that, that's a good possibility because they <laughs> spent another mid-round pick this year on Kyle Loletta of, of Richmond, I believe. Yes, right. Um, the spiders. Go spiders. There we go. Pulling out the spiders. And all right, but so – I, I think that this is going to be one of those things that some people will be saying, all right, just put the young guy in, whether it's Loretta or Webb or both. Um, but I think we see live for most of the season, just riding Barkley for like 800 carries every game. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that that's pretty much a good synopsis of things, but they do have, they do have pieces at the wide receiver too. Um, and, and at tight end. So they've got, this is a team with actual talent where, and Eli, Eli can huck the ball. So, you know, I, I, I think that Eli continues to hold this job unless he's just a true dumpster fire, which he's always just good enough to have that shadow of a doubt of like him being okay. Um, and they did not spend enough ca- draft capital on Loletta. What was he? A, a third round pick, fourth round pick, Nathan. I, I believe he might've been late fourth, early fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was pretty late, but he does have intriguing upside, but he's a guy that that's pretty raw from, from everything that I've heard and seen. Uh, so they're going to need to train him, but Eli Manning might be a great mentor. So he's got nice upside. He's a guy that, uh, should be on the end of like rosters in super flex leagues, just as a high upside upside piece. Uh, but you know, I, I think, I don't know. I don't think it happens this year and, and I'm not sure it ever happens for Loletta. I think it might happen for whoever they draft next year in the first round, but that's going to be probably the person that takes the job. Yeah. I mean, this kind of, without the veteran quarterback in Cleveland, this is a similar situation to them. They spent a mid round pick on Kessler. Then they spent an earlier pick on, on Kaiser and yep. then they finally, oh well, I guess we're going to have to spend the, the you know the top five pick on the quarterback, which is I, I don't understand why teams waste so many mid round picks on quarterbacks that aren't ever going to be anything. So Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is the answer to that question, Nathan. Okay, yes, <laughs> that, Dak Prescott, they, they see the carrot of Dak and Tom Brady. Dak Prescott and Tom Brady really, really making those later on quarterbacks look good. I don't know. Uh, have you ever looked into the fourth and third round of your drafts from like six years ago for the skill positions and thought to yourself, my God, none of those guys are in the league. And I don't remember some of these guys because well, that's, that's every, that's every position. though. No, that's not true. Quarterback. I feel like that they're even the late guys are still in the league somewhere. So that's probably the NFL reason for that. Yeah. I think it's the, I mean, we'd have to get some actual studying done for, for, for me to decipher that one here. Oh, uh, this was but, studying. I was doing for an article <laughs> that I'm not writing. So it should be great. There you go. All right, let's go to our last quarterback competition of sorts. <clears throat> and this is going to be the Ravens with Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson. Uh, I, I think that this is not so much of a competition, more so of a Lamar will early on in the season will, you know, have the wild. I know the wildcat is pretty much dead, but he'll have like that wildcat type role where he'll come in on, you know, second and four or, you know, the just random type scenarios where he comes in in the game as a, ch- a change of pace quarterback. You, you think that's going to happen? I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think so? No, I, I, I don't think they're going to do. I mean, I think they're a little bit too conservative for that. I, I just, I don't know. I don't see, I don't see that, that, I mean, who, who in, in the NFL has actually pulled that off? I, I feel like Tyrod did it maybe when he wasn't starting. 
I mean, I feel like they did it with Tebow. That's the one that I think I can recall of they brought him in for gimmicky crap. Uh, but, I, I mean, that's not something that we really ever see in the NFL, I feel like. But right. Me, but, but prove me wrong, I guess. But, I mean, and the, the other scenario here is that this is uh, – I mean, this is kind of a narrative, but this is Ozzie Newsom's last year in the NFL, and you'd think that he wants to – I mean, his team may not be good enough to make the playoffs, but I think at least he wants to try. And going to the rookie quarterback might be a bit of uh, giving up on that. So then they spend that first round pick on, on, on the quarterback and they're like, okay, well, we spent this, this capital on this guy. We still want to win this year. So let's find creative ways to use him. But even if they don't do that, I, I think that his, when Lamar Jackson starts, if at all, is entirely based on the Ravens win total. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to call you an airhead, uh, a warm airhead, because that was a stretch, Nathan. I'm not seeing Lamar doing that. Warm airhead, get it? It stretches. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> I remember the white mystery. Those things were delicious as a kid after baseball. You remember that. You got the smile on your face. That's what you went for it when you went in there and you ordered your airheads. Don't pretend like you didn't. You weren't a cherry guy. I, this is, this is, no, I was not a cherry guy. <laughs> um, all right, all right. I mean, well, I... I I think that the more likely scenario is that Flacco offers very little upside for them to go very far. And they start looking at what they have in the rookie. Uh, That is probably the more likely scenario. I don't really see them like sneaking him into packages or anything like that, or having him play on like special teams or anything goofy like that. Like I'm not, and that would be dumb. Please don't do that. I mean, I'm just saying like sneaking him into, to highlight his, his strengths and his speed and agility. Uh, But it's, um, you know, I, I like I said, I don't think it's crazy when teams draft quarterbacks in the first round. Those quarterbacks are always fan favorites, and they always are who the fans are trying to root for to come into the game. And I mean, being in Denver, watching everybody root against, um, it was rooting against. No, who were they? Who who's Tebow taking over from? I can't recall. Orton was that it? I'm, yeah, yeah, it was Orton. But rooting against like a half decent quarterback and and just demanding that Tebow be in, I, I foresee that being the case with Flacco. Is like everybody's going to be like, well, he's, we know what Flacco is. We let's see if we can win with with Lamar, um, which is comical because they've won with Flacco. Uh, so I, I think that's probably the more likely scenario. Is like come like the latter half of the season, people start to get the fatigue to Flacco. And I've said it on this pod. That's the way I see it going, though. Yeah, that's it, certainly fair. I think the bigger question mark, though, is the pieces that are in the Ravens' offense. I think that's going to be the real issue here because does the either quarterback have the have have the pieces? I think I called it the island of misbegotten uh, wide receivers last episode, and uh, I, I think that still holds steady. So we've got John Brown, Michael Crabtree, Willie Sneed, and then the really misbegotten uh, predator himself, Rashad Perryman, um, and then a couple other – deep dive wide receivers and Chris Moore and Jordan Lasley, Jaleel Scott. I know actually, and and Nathan, this will make you very happy. I know it will is I drafted Jordan Lasley yesterday at the, at the four Oh nine in the league. So I was about to skip the pick because I didn't want to drop anybody. And you know what? I was like, I'm going to pick Jordan Lasley because Nathan said so. So I'm blaming you if he sucks. I mean, that's just going to happen because he's a fifth round pick. Um, Definitely will. But yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week, but I, I don't think the quarterbacks really have much impact on on the wide receivers. Crabtree is probably the safest guy. John Brown's the upside guy. Um, yep. But all right, let's move on to our game. And since I kind of made up the game, do you would you like to start with your name, or do you want to? 
Dude, it mind. doesn't matter to me. I've been holding out hope that Dan will appear. So let us both pray to the fantasy football gods that Dan makes an appearance right about now. All right, let's all bow our heads. Dear fantasy football gods, please let Dan Sanio join us. Now, I see you. I see you, Ted. I see you looking up from the prayer. Pray, put it down. All right, this is not funny. But, yes, Dan, <laughs> please join the show. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, sure. I can do – you want to do my guy or you want me to do your guy? I, I, just you go first. I don't know Which guy happens. do you want done? Um, okay, so you want me to ask the questions first? Do you want to, and then maybe I'll explain to the listeners how this is going to go. So each of us has picked a player. The identity of this player is a mystery to the other. Um, so we are going to ask six questions and see if by the end of those six questions that, uh, that we know who it is. So are there any questions that are off limits, Nathan? Like, can I ask about which color airhead they prefer? They have to be yes or no questions. Have to be yes or no questions. So for example, what division are they in? Not a yes or no question, right? Right. But are they in the AFC North? A question, right? Right. Okay. All right. Here we go. I think this I think this first question that I ask is going to be the most obvious one playing against Nathan of all time, which is, is he a rookie? No. Wait, hold on. I think we should just, just to narrow it a little bit, I'll say I'm thinking of a wide receiver. Oh, I feel like you don't have to do that. Okay, cool. So he's not a rookie then. He's a wide receiver then. Right, but so before you have one question, and it was not a rookie. No, but I mean, it gives me information. You ever play against that uh, that game as a kid? Yes, like yes. Would do 20 questions, and it would freak you out. I would always do, like, Velociraptor, and it would get it. And I'm like, how does this machine work? Yeah, this is exactly what I'm going to do to you right now, Nathan. It's going down. All right, um, let's see. Uh, did he catch for over 800 yards last season? Yes. Is he white? Yes. Hmm. White wide receiver. This is this is very difficult. Hmm. Uh, now I'm now I'm confused. I don't know. The white threw me off, Nathan. That was supposed to narrow it down a lot. How would that uh, narrow it down a lot? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. There's not. I don't know. I feel like uh, we have superior. It does, it, 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 the answer I gave you gave you a, a less. There's a less a lower a, a lower field of players now because I said yes. He's okay. White. Does he? All right. Well, let's just follow up with the obvious question after the white question. Does he play for the New England Patriots? No, you got two questions <laughs> left. <laughs> that's the obvious question, right? I think we can all agree, listeners, Nathan. I think we can all agree that that's the obvious next question. Um. Oh, let's see. Oh, I'm like trying to think of white wide receivers right now. Uh, uh, is he from the, it, does he play for a team that's in the Southern United States? No. I've got one question left. I'm definitely screwed here. I'm definitely not popping out Velociraptors on you here. Um, How many years? Oh, I can't ask that question. Um, is he a sophomore wide receiver? No. Ah, I think I just lose. I don't know. Is it? Is it Jordy Nelson? It is Adam Thielen. 
Oh, dumb, Eric, dumb. That's the obvious white answer. By the way, that would narrow it down a lot, Nathan. So you're welcome. But and by the way, Jordy Nelson, I'm pretty sure he didn't have Did a, not have any hundred receiver. I know Nathan. That's why I was that was me punting. I don't know if you noticed. Okay. All right. That was a riveting segment. Let's see if you can do better than I can. Are you, can you tell me the position? Oh, it's a wide receiver. Also, it's Adam Thielen. <laughs> All right. Um, is this does this wide receiver play in the NFC? <laughs> Yeah, yes, it's the NFC. I was like, I'm nearly positive, but I don't want to lie. To All you. right, uh, this team, this player plays in the NFC. Uh, I'll go. Is he black? Wow, racist question, Nathan. I think we're going to shut down the podcast now. Unbelievable. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, uh, tweet at NPALF. No, he is black. Yes. Okay. Is he six one or taller? Wow, he is not. Three more questions. Tick, tick, tick. So he's a shorty. <laughs> he's a shorty. In the NFC. And he's black. Yeah, boy. Has he been in the league for four years or less? Yes. I have to cut out so much airtime here, Nathan. It's going to be sweet. Yeah, okay. I I'm, I'm, can't wait for it. All right, two more. And... We're kind of, kind of, we're going to find out that six questions wasn't enough for this. But um, the next question is going to be Does he have a top 10 NFL quarterback? I know that's subjective, but. Based off of what? We'll say in Dynasty ADP. Yeah, sure, Dynasty ADP. In Dynasty ADP, shooting from the hip, yes. Okay, so I have one left. Yes. One question left, and he has a top 10 Dynasty ADP. I guess I'm just going to narrow it down. Does he play in the NFC East? He does not play in the NFC East. One. No, actually, no questions. Go ahead and spike it here. Come on out with Stegosaurus if you could. All right. We're going to go with uh, – Just guess Jordy Nelson and you'll be wrong. All right. No, here um, – Traquan Smith. <laughs> what did you go with? Traquan Smith. <laughs> that's, that's obviously wrong, Nathan. Um that it, the player you were looking for actually plays adjacent to Adam Thielen. And that Stephon is Diggs. Stephon Diggs, boy. He's only been, he's been on the year league for four years, Joe's. Yeah, it's three years. Oh, okay. Well, he's really good. Yep. <laughs> drafted, uh, drafted in 2015, sir. All right. Well, you stopped me and I we think we've proved that this is enough bad airtime and too difficult with only six questions. So. Yeah, we should call this game Stump the Schwab and we should each take runs at you, Nathan. That's what we should do. That would be pretty funny. Like, remember that show Stump the Schwab? That was sweet. You, you do know, I mean, maybe you don't know. Uh, my mom's maiden name is Schwab. I, yeah, I didn't know that, Nathan. I, <laughs> but thanks, thanks for your bank and, passwords. I appreciate that. And... Uh, <laughs> 
And I once, <laughs> I, I once met uh, Mr. Schwab uh, at uh, ESPN uh, the weekend at Disney. So that was fun. wow. Related? Are you related to the Schwab who got who is who is attempting to be stumped? No. Oh, okay, cool. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Well, that is that is terrific wrap up to the show. Um, all right. Well, on that note, um, I'll just do the typical wrap up. The fantasy football gods once again let us down, and and uh, Dan did not make an appearance in the show today. Um, womp womp womp. Uh, but uh, make sure you leave a five star rating and review on the show on iTunes, and uh, maybe Dan will read that and come back to the show. You let him know that you love him and want him back. Uh, he makes this show tick. Really, um, we're just saying that to be nice, Nathan, because we know he listens to the show. But shh. He does not. There's no way he listens to the show when he's not on. I think he listens to the show when he's not on. I think that's happening. Um, and then we want to thank our sponsors, uh, myffpc.com. Of course, the fabulous network that brings us to you, rotoviz.com. And, of course, everybody's favorite snack, White Airheads, uh, sponsor of the show for this episode, White Airheads, uh, delicious after softball. All right. I think we're done here. I think we're, I think we're at loopy level, Nathan. So um, for myself, Nathan, uh, and Dan, who's not here, Um, We're going to catch up with you guys next week. Say bye, Nathan. Bye-bye. Wow. Wow. Feminine. (laughs) Bye, y'all. AAA Auto Insurance isn't just about protecting metal and glass. It's about the people inside the car. Did you check the tires? Uh... That's why AAA Insurance offers the benefits of a AAA membership, like roadside assistance. We're going to need it. Yes, we are. And the ability to renew your vehicle registration at most AAA branches. Even better. Plus member savings when you bundle your auto and home insurance. I could use AAA right now. Join today at AAA.com. Get great auto insurance and more to outsmart the road. AAA. Outsmart life. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However... When an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life.